In 2022, the State Liquor Authority updated its rules governing what alcohol wholesalers can charge for so-called split case fees, which are charged to retailers who order liquor or wine by the bottle as opposed to a full case. With these regulations being challenged this summer by several liquor wholesalers, we want to consider what this means for the state's restaurant industry. And to do that, we're joined in the Capitol Press Room by Melissa Fleischut, President and CEO of the New York State Restaurant Association. Welcome back to the show, Melissa. Thank you, Dave. So, for starters, can you explain how restaurants generally get their wine and liquor that they then sell to their patrons? So, they do order from uh, the wholesalers, and the wholesalers tend to have control over the brands. The brands choose which wholesaler they want to deal with, and then they have sort of an exclusive market as the way it works in New York. So, if you want to buy a particular brand of liquor, you go to one of the big wholesalers and you're going to be buying from them in order to get that particular brand. And then they have to set the price and the price has to be posted through the SLA. And that's how everybody knows what the price is. And there's no price discrimination in the market. And it's my understanding that for about four decades, there have been rules governing what liquor wholesalers can charge for split case fees, essentially when they sell less than a full case to a retailer. What's been the practical effect of the state's regulatory cap for restaurants? So it is set through the SLA, and it was capped very, you know, at a dollar per case way back in the, the late 60s. And they updated it to $1.98 in the 80s. And since then, the rule hasn't been updated. And it really hasn't been strictly enforced recently or even in the past probably two decades at least. So what we're seeing is that we found when looking at this that on our, our restaurants and our bars invoices, they're actually getting charged significantly more than that cap in their invoicing from the liquor wholesalers, as much as $36 per case, when the cap is still at $1.98. And additionally, you mentioned earlier that the fees and the costs need to be disclosed uh, on the state website so that people are all paying the same price and everyone knows what they are paying. In reality, is that the case? Do people ever find surprise costs uh, on their bill after they go to pay it as opposed to what they maybe were expecting that their order might cost them? I think that's part of this is that there do tend to be extra fees added onto your order. So you order at a set price, but then you'll find you have your split case fee. You may have a delivery fee. You may have a fuel surcharge that was being added for a while. So, you know, there's all these additional fees on the bill to the restaurant tour in the bar, and they really start to add up. The State Liquor Authority estimated that a small bar or restaurant could be paying upwards of $8,000 in split case fees on an annual basis. Yeah, and based on that analysis done by the State Liquor Authority, including where they appear to have noted that small businesses might be paying as much as $3 per bottle extra for splitting up a case of liquor, what did they do with their regulatory authority last year? So they came back and they decided that they could update this rule and that they would set a a more reasonable price, but that the price wasn't going to be nearly as high as what the wholesalers had been charging in reality. So it was going to go up to about, I think, $7 in some sense as a case fee instead of $1.98. 
And what's the practical effect of that regulatory action, assuming it makes it through a legal challenge that was brought this summer? It would be significant savings to those small businesses out there because, like I said, we are finding our our restaurants and bars are being charged around $36 in some cases for split case fees. So lowering it to $7 a case instead would be a, a significant savings per case. And they order a lot of cases per year. Well, yeah, but is there an argument to be made that the system should differentiate between, say, the size of a restaurant? For example, if I'm an extremely large and busy restaurant, should I be ordering in cases as opposed to individual bottles? And if so, if I am going to go to individual bottles, should I pay a little bit more for that privilege than, say, a smaller restaurant, which might only deal in less volume and therefore be more reliant on individual bottles as opposed to cases? So I think the split case fee in and of itself is supposed to address that issue that, okay, there is more labor involved in splitting up a case instead of purchasing an entire case. That's what the the point is behind it. But we certainly don't want to see there be price discrimination in the marketplace. And I think that's what the State Liquor Authority is trying to address here is that small business owners aren't being taken advantage through price discrimination. So the way this issue has been framed to me is that the State Liquor Authority was essentially not paying attention to what was going on in reality with the use of its regulations for a long time until 2022. So are there other examples of regulations on the books or laws on the books as it pertains to alcohol, the sale of alcohol, that the SLA, the State Liquor Authority, could do a better job of enforcing? I can't think of anything that we have an issue with that isn't being enforced at the moment. Well, conversely then, are there areas where you think a lighter touch would be appropriate by the State Liquor Authority? Well, I think the State Liquor Authority has its hands tied with some of the rules and regulations. You know, they don't have the ability to change a lot of these things without authority through the legislature. And there are obviously, because the commission had so many recommendations, lots of changes that we would like to see made to the the rules. But I don't think they're heavy-handedly enforcing any of the current rules. I just think we'd like to see some of the rules change. Yeah, the state recently convened a commission to study different alcohol beverage control laws in New York. And if any of them needed to be updated or getting rid of or dramatically overhauled, And I'm curious, from your perspective, as the representative of uh, restaurants on that commission, what do you see as potentially low-hanging fruit that the commission touched on and should be followed up with by some sort of legislative action? Well, I was honestly pleasantly surprised that this diverse group that represented all the tiers of the alcoholic beverage industry and different types of alcohol as well, actually came together and had some really substantive, thoughtful discussions and recommended a number of changes and updates to the alcoholic beverage control law. Specifically important to us um, as on-premise retailers of liquor was the recommendation to repeal the 500-foot rule and to repeal the 200-foot rule. What What are those feet referring to? So with the 200-foot rule, the authority is actually prevented from issuing a license if the 
establishment requesting the on-premise liquor license is within 200 feet of a building that's used as a school or a place of worship exclusively. So they can't even, like, hear the case and decide that it's in the best interest. The the place of worship or the school can't say, hey, we don't mind, go ahead, license that establishment, it's fine. It's just an absolute prohibition. And the only way that you can get around it, if you will, is to go to the legislature and have them pass an exemption to this rule for your individual establishment. And then the 500-foot rule is about having three or more licensed establishments in a municipality with 20,000 people or more. There's three already licensed, and you would be the fourth. Then it would trigger what we call a 500-foot law hearing, and you would have to prove that your establishment would be in the public interest. And going back to the idea of where restaurants actually get their alcohol from, does the state need to provide or should they provide any additional leeway so that you don't necessarily need to sell just what you get from wholesalers? For example, if I'm a restaurant and we're having a really busy day or week, should I be allowed to run to the nearest liquor store or brewery to pick up some additional product just to get me through the next night or week, at least until my next wholesaler shipment is planned? Yes, we support that concept. And that was something that the commission discussed as well. And there was general support for that one. um, I don't remember the vote count, but that that one passed, I believe, the commission as well saying that in a limited amount, a limited quantity of bottles, you wouldn't be buying, you know, five cases from the liquor store across the street. But if you ran out on a Saturday night, needed a couple bottles, you could run across the street, buy it from a a liquor store, and bring it back into the restaurant or bar for that night to get you through until the next uh, shipment. And yeah, we think that's a great idea. Moving forward, as someone who's seen Albany in action before, what do you think about the capacity of state lawmakers to take on some sort of comprehensive reform of the state's alcohol beverage control laws? Can we do something holistic and comprehensive, or are you focusing more on just getting a single issue through, whether it's the 200-foot law, the 500-foot law, or the issue of purchasing that we just talked about? We definitely have our list of, of what we'd like to see, you know, included. I know that a lot of effort is going into trying to create some sort of comprehensive package. I, I, I do think there's more opportunity out there than, than maybe people expect because we did see, like I said, this broad-based industry group come together and pass recommendations that the legislature really should consider and take up. And some of them were very close. So, you know, while some of them didn't pass with a majority, I think there were a couple issues where we tied like eight to eight. And I think those are worth consideration as well by the legislature. So I do think there's really a lot of need to update these antiquated laws. That 200-foot rule that I mentioned earlier dates back to the 1800s. So there really needs to be a lot of effort put into this. Is there the will to put into it? I don't know. I know there's certain certain legislators out there that really want to see this happen. Um, you know, I think the governor has said that she would love to see these laws updated and, and, and brought into the current century. Um, so I'm hoping that there's enough momentum out there after the commission to really get something done here. 
Well, we've been speaking with Melissa Fleischut. She is the president and CEO of the New York State Restaurant Association. Melissa, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me back. Support for the Capitol Press Room is provided by New York State United Teachers, a union of professionals in education, human services, and health care.